there's something new on Airs LA every day. My name is Dr. Bill Takesha, and I'm the Chief of Optometric Services at the Center for the Partially Sighted in Los Angeles, California, and the Consulting Director of Low Vision at the Royal Institute of America. Each Sunday, we're going to bring to you tips and information to help you to cope while living with low vision. The Benefits of Using a Cane to Assist You When You're Walking For many people who are partially sighted, they never think about what would be the benefits of using a cane. I know that I never thought that I would need a cane because I had some vision. But as my vision became worse and worse, I found that the cane was truly a most valuable device. I think that many people who are partially sighted don't want to use a cane because it often creates embarrassment. I know I felt very embarrassed when one suggested that I would use a cane. I said, I don't want everybody looking at me, and I also don't want people to think that I'm blind because I'm not blind. But I soon learned that the cane was something that could be very, very helpful. I remember I was once in Las Vegas, and we were walking around taking a look at all the new hotels. And as we were walking, I was constantly looking for the cracks and crevices in the sidewalk. I was looking to make certain that I wouldn't bump into people or trash cans or any other types of obstacles that I really couldn't even take advantage and see the scenery. I still had vision, but I really wasn't able to use my vision to see what was around me because I was so focused on using my vision to help me to navigate and walk. So I made the plunge of pulling out a cane and it really made things so much easier. I truly realized how helpful the cane was. First of all, people really gave me a lot of respect. When they saw that cane coming, they would just very quickly move out of the way. As a result, I didn't have to dodge left and right and try to make my way through the crowd. It was almost like the parting of the Red Sea. Secondly, as I used the feeling of my hand as I dragged the cane along in front of me, I was able to sense changes in the terrain. I could feel if there was a crack. I could feel if there was a step going down or if there was a curb that I was going up. As a result, I was able to move my eyes and my head and to look at all of the hotels and all of the different scenery. So at that particular point in time, I realized that the cane was truly something that was very helpful. But what I didn't expect about the cane was that the cane made life so much easier in many other ways. When I walked inside the hotel and people saw the cane, they really sort of understood that I had a vision problem. They often said, you know, you really don't look like you have a vision problem. Your eyes look perfectly fine. And I just sort of smiled and said, yes, they look okay, but I don't see very well. And these people were so helpful. They were so understanding. When I didn't have the cane, I think no one knew that I had a vision problem. So if I was signing a form to check into the hotel, I often had difficulty knowing where to sign. I remember once I signed in the wrong area and the clerk kind of asked me like, do you have a vision problem? And I said, yes, I do. So the cane would be a great way to let others know that you have a vision problem and they could perhaps be more helpful. They could be more sensitive and understanding to what you need. So let's talk about how you might be able to identify whether or not you would benefit from a cane. Well, the first thing is that any person who is visually impaired would truly benefit from having a consultation or a screening from what is called a orientation and mobility specialist. These are experts 
who are trained to teach people with vision problems how to use a cane as well as other senses to walk safely. They generally have a master's degree, so they're very educated and they're very well trained. When a person with an orientation mobility degree comes to evaluate you, they will often come to your home or to your neighborhood to see where you walk most frequently. They will then observe how you're getting around in this familiar area, and they may then make different types of recommendations. First, they may often teach you how to use what is called the sighted guide technique. This is where you can walk with a friend or a family member, and they can help to guide you so that you don't have difficulties with walking in an unfamiliar area. But many times they will teach you other clues. There are trailing techniques. This is where you basically will extend your hands at a 45 degree angle. You won't have them directly in front of you so that you would walk like Frankenstein, but by keeping your eyes sort of at a 45 degree angle, you could then feel the edges of the wall as you're walking down a hallway, and you could then identify if there's a doorway that's opening or a hall. This is a way that you can travel quite quickly down different halls and corridors. So I find this to be a very, very helpful technique. But they will also evaluate you for a cane. Now there are different types of canes that the orientation mobility specialist may show you. There are long white canes, and these are canes that often are about the height of your chest or slightly below your armpit or near your sternum. So these are canes that are longer canes and these will help people to walk more quickly and more independently. Many of these longer canes can fold up so you can very easily put them in your backpack or a purse or a briefcase or store them very easy when you're sitting in the car. For other people, other people may use even a longer cane. These are longer canes that might even be taller than your shoulder and these are canes that generally do not fold. These canes are a bit more flexible in the sense that they are usually made of a plexiglass or a fiberglass material. Many people really like these types of canes, while other people like the foldable canes. Each particular situation will be up to you and the orientation mobility specialist. Another type of cane is what's called a shorter cane, and these are support canes. Many times these are canes that will help a person to maintain their balance better. They might simply be a single stick, or it might be a stick that has four little legs on it to help you with your balance. In some cases, these canes will be brown or silver, or in other cases, they may be white with a red tip. This will let people know that you do have a vision problem. With either type of cane that you use, they're extremely helpful because if you have a cane that is a brown cane, people will know that you may have balance problems and they might walk around you giving you a bit more space or giving you more assistance if you have a cane that is white with a red tip they will then know that you have a vision problem and people will also be helpful to you a third type of cane is what's called an identification cane now this is a cane that is typically white with a red tip to let people know that you have a vision impairment what's very interesting about them is that they're very short they might be a little bit over three and a half feet tall and they also fold up very very small so these aren't really really used to guide you if you're walking down the street but they're more often used if you're going into a building and you could then let others know that you have a vision problem and they could then assist you or also give you a bit more help so overall 
I think it's really important that any person who is partially sighted would have a consultation with an orientation mobility specialist. You can receive a consultation by either asking your R doctor to refer you to orientation mobility specialist or to contact one of the agencies that serves people with vision impairment, the Department of Rehabilitation, some of the low vision centers, or even by speaking to caseworkers, they often could refer you to an orientation mobility specialist. So I hope this information was helpful to you, and please tune in next time when we bring you more information from Ayers LA. This podcast is intended solely for the use of the blind and the print-impaired audience. Any unauthorized use is prohibited. Music